This morning, the prophet Jeremiah takes us down to the potter's house, where we see a potter forming and shaping, molding his clay. That's what this sermon is all about. The potter working with his clay. Based upon that idea, I have a confession to make. I'm a mess. But I'm in the master's hands. It's what I want you to remember about my last sermon at St. Michael. I'm a mess. Truly. Truly. But I'm in the master's hands. I want to use Jeremiah chapter 18, 1 through 6 to make this sincere confession. I am really a mess. But Jeremiah won't leave us there. I want to use Jeremiah 18, 1 through 6 to leave you with great hope and preach to myself saying, I am in the Master's hands. First of these four points then would be the parable. The parable. Jeremiah commanded earlier in verses 1 and 2 of chapter 18 to go down to a potter's house by God. He says he did what God said he should do. I went down to the potter's house, Jeremiah says, and there he was working at his wheel. A parable, as many of you know, would be an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. So to get the heavenly part, right, the biblical part, we need to understand the earthly part. To understand the earthly part of this parable, we need to understand something about a potter and clay. So let's do that. Ancient pottery wasn't invented until 9,000 B.C. So any time before 9,000 B.C., people had no functional containers. So imagine trying to do life just today, and you don't have any containers. Going out to the parking lot, starting your car, and thinking, oh, well, I know why there's no gas in my car. <laughs> there's no gas tank. There's no container. Pre-9000 BC, life was really, really hard. Imagine doing life without any pots or pans or purses. You're trying to do life without any barrels or bowls or boxes or brown bags. It's almost absolutely impossible to live. But then, then, around 9,000 B.C., there was the revolution. Someone or some group invented pottery, and people began making containers of all sizes and shapes and colors. They used their hands to press on the inner part of the clay while exerting equal pressure from the outside by means of two wheels. Pottery became the most useful item on the planet. Can you imagine? We now have containers. 
the most useful item on the planet, pottery also became the most beautiful item on the planet. Pottery wasn't mass-produced, obviously. Pottery was produced by artists who made each pot different, with different symmetry and design and color. So pottery became the most beautiful item on the planet. Useful to be sure, but also exquisitely beautiful. We don't live in that world, do we? Most of the time, items are either useful or beautiful. Grocery bags are useful, but who cares what color they are? Paintings and pieces of art are beautiful, but they're rarely very useful. Oh, ancient pottery, (laughs) the most useful item, the most beautiful item. That's the earthly part of the parable. Here's the heavenly part, what Jeremiah is really after. God, as you already know, is the potter, and this God, the only God, the true God, the God of the Bible, is the God of heaven and earth, and God is making us, the clay, into people who are useful and beautiful. A movie called The Help summarizes this point. It took place down in the land of Dixie. <laughs> so, so the help, this, this maid, was looking at this child. And over and over again, if you've seen this movie called The Help, you know what the maid says to this child. You was smart, you was kind, you was important. <laughs> you is smart, you is kind, you is important. You're useful. You're beautiful. Here's a line from another movie called Apollo 13. Houston, we have a problem. (laughs) So we move from the parable to the problem. Jeremiah says, The vessel he, the potter, right, was making of clay was spoiled in the potter's hand. What do we call something that's spoiled in the potter's hands? You know, (laughs) it's a cracked pot. It was the spring of 2011. I was on my bike along the path adjacent to the Mississippi River, just north of the St. Louis Arch. And I was coming down a hill and and making a left-hand turn, and all of a sudden there was another biker coming right at me. He didn't see me. I swerved, and swerving, I lost my balance, fell off my bike, scraped the right side of my body, and my head hit the pavement hard. Bam! At that point, I had good news and bad news. Good news was I was still alive. Bad news was I had two cracked ribs. 
So there I was lying in the gravel, my head pounding, the right side of my body bleeding, my bike bent, my handlebars busted, my bike helmet ruined. Did I tell you I had two cracked ribs? And there was good news and bad news. Good news, the cracked ribs healed. The bad news, the bad news. I'm still broken. You know that. I'm deeply broken. That's a problem. That's a huge problem. What does the potter do with spoiled clay? Uh, what does the potter do with cracked pots that have cracked ribs? What does the potter do? Does he throw the clay against the wall and start all over? Does he kick the potter's wheel and go home and discuss? What does this potter do? Well, he's got a plan. He's got a plan. Verse 4 in Jeremiah 18 continues. He reworked, reworked, gospel word. He's renewing, recreating, reforming, reworking God. Oh my, is he ever. He reworked it into another vessel, as it seemed good for the potter to do. Good news. The potter reworks cracked pots with cracked ribs. What happens, though, when there's nothing left to rework? You know, you've broken a plate or a cup, and you've simply got super glue, and you put three or four pieces together. You rework it. But, but what happens if the crushing has been so complete that there's nothing for the potter to rework? Oh, what happens when you're just not cracked? What happens when you're absolutely crushed? What happens when events in life take you to the point that all you have is what? Dust. What's the plan then? Dust. Job. In the Old Testament, knows all about dust. Job 2, verse 8. He took a piece of pottery shard and scraped himself as he sat in the dust. Abraham felt like dust in Genesis chapter 18, verse 27. Abraham confesses to God, I am but dust and ashes. Psalm 44, 25 says, our souls are bowed down to the dust. You remember that group from the 1970s, Kansas? Remember that group? Their most famous song was what? Dust in the winds. All we are is dust in the winds. It is so tempting when all you look at is dust is to say that, well, God's not answering prayers. 
uh, to think this is a God not worth believing or following. It's very tempting when all you have is dust to look for something or anything else. What's your plan, God, when all you've got is dust? You ready for the answer? God does his best work with dust. I'll say that again, because it is so true. God does his best work with dust. How do I know that? Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. Here's a painting of it. It says, the Lord God formed, formed, that's the same word used in Jeremiah 18, translated potter, okay? So here's the potter with the clay. First time in Genesis, Jeremiah's picking up on that. The Lord God formed from the dust the man Adam, and the Lord God breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. If God did that once, he can do it again. If God creates with dust, God can recreate with dust. He can recreate our lives when all we have is dust. And when he does so, he makes us more useful and more beautiful. That's God's plan. And he's sticking to it. So we have the parable and the problem and the plan, but, but none of this will make sense. None of this will stick. None of this will transform our lives unless we know the potter. This is what Jeremiah says about the potter. Quoting the Lord, house of Israel, can I not do with you as this potter has done, declares the Lord. What kind of potter are we talking about here? A potter is only as good as his hands, right? Potter is only as good as his hands. This potter, the Lord God Almighty, has hands that are in absolute control of the clay. That is the consistent message throughout all 66 books of the Bible. Uh, one of God's names in the Old Testament is El Shaddai, which means God Almighty. He wields and has all authority in heaven and on earth. El Shaddai. A name for God in the New Testament is this, Pantocrator. He has all power. Ponto, Pontus, all, Crator, power. This is a potter whose hands are strong and mighty and have great authority. To know this potter is to know his hands of control. Sometimes it's easy to say, my children are out of control. My life is out of control. My finances are out of control. I try this instead. The potter's in control. When you're worried sick, say the potter's in control. When you are beside yourself, say the potter's in control. 
When you are moving to St. Paul, Minnesota, and you have to say goodbye to the best congregation, the kindest people, and all your friends say the potter's in control. When all you have is dust, dare to say, he's the potter, I'm the clay, God's in charge, I'm not. But the potter's hands are more than just in control. The potter's hands have compassion. Can you see that up there in the painting? Great compassion for the clay. The Hebrew word for compassion is telling. A raccoon, raccoon, it comes from the Hebrew word rakum, which means a mother's womb. So when Hebrews talk about God's compassion, they're comparing that to a mother's emotional connection to the baby in utero. And that's, as they tell me, very strong. Compassion. The New Testament word for compassion that defines Jesus more than any other word in the New Testament sounds like this, splonknismai, splonkna, spleen. That's where we get the word spleen or gut. Jesus has a gut. He's emotionally connected. To know this potter is to know his hands, hands that have absolute control, but hands that have absolute compassion. And control and compassion come together in the most remarkable way where? At the cross. There's the potter. There are his hands. Control. It may appear as you look at this painting that Jesus is, has lost all control. Don't, don't believe that for one minute. One nanosecond. Jesus is in absolute control right here as he's pinned to wood. This is the message in the New Testament. Peter says it this way in Acts 2 verse 23. That God gave over his son Jesus by his set will and foreknowledge. Calvary is not a knee-jerk reaction. Calvary is not a reaction made in the heat of the moment. Jesus himself puts it this way in John 10, verse 18. I lay down my life of my own accord. Jesus is in complete control. He lays down his life by his own accord. It's his own plan. Jesus set in motion the events for Judas to betray him, the crowds to deny him, Pilate to condemn him, and Romans to crucify him. Do you see the hands of compassion? These are hands that healed lepers, held children, broke bread, clawed, the ground at Gethsemane, and are now stretched out, bleeding on the cross. There's your potter. There's my potter. Hands of absolute control, hands of absolute compassion. Which brings me to say, 
I'm a mess. But I'm in the master's hands. Jeremiah has led me to believe this. Jeremiah's parable, remember, useful and beautiful. The problem, the problem, we're just dust. The plan, God does his best work with dust. And the potter is (laughs) absolutely in control of your life and mine. And absolutely compassionate. I'm a mess. But I'm in the master's hands. I invite you to make that same confession. Adelaide Pollard did in 1902. Her life was crushed. It would appear that was nothing left to live for. She wanted to be a missionary to Africa, but Adelaide Pollard couldn't raise the necessary funds. So she went to a prayer meeting one night, and she overheard an elderly woman saying this in her prayer. Lord, we don't care what you do. Just have your own way. Lord, we don't care what you do with us. Just have your own way. So Adelaide Pollard raced back home, and that night she composed a hymn. And here are the lyrics from the hymn. Have thine own way, Lord, have thine own way. Thou art the potter, I am the clay. Mold me and make me after thy will while I am waiting, yielded, and still. Please remember this. Messed up. For now. In the master's hands forevermore.